I'm sitting here with this fucking fancy microphone now. So... I know, you bought yourself a T4 bacteriophage microphone, Fuck. which is a joke that a few people will get. <laughs> about four people that do about biology f- will get A lot get of people do biology, don't get me wrong. Sure. But, um, yeah, so, Sorry, so... people that don't do biology, it's a, a giant mic that looks like an alien testicle. There you go. That's how it looks. I would, I, at some point, I want you to draw the rest of that alien. Because the rest of an alien that has your snowball mic is its testicle. Yeah, because like when you take the stand into it as well, like God knows how you'd work that testicle. That may be a challenge, actually, especially <laughs> since I can't draw. We are but... literally three minutes into this up on already on testicles. How the fuck yeah, did that happen? I love our podcast. We can talk about <laughs> testicles all we want. Right. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll yourself... save that. We'll save that for testicle cast, which comes out on Wednesday. The testicle cast. Yeah, yeah. So every <laughs> so every Sunday will be the game engine start podcast, and then every Wednesday will be the testicle cast. Can we make it the testicle start podcast? The testicle start podcast. Testicle engine start. The scrot cast. Scrot cast. <laughs> <laughs> the scrot cast is breaking. I'm, I'm, in my <laughs> head. that domain name. <laughs> the scrot cast. I am willing to bet. I am willing to bet that it already exists. And I'm also willing to I'm... bet that I don't want to Google it. I don't Google it, no. Yeah, you don't right. want that. We need to talk about video games. <laughs> Hello, Internet. Welcome to the Game Engine Start podcast for the 23rd of June, which is a Sunday, even though it's not a Sunday when we're recording this. Which don't, is don't, the, don't give away the magic. It's the power of the internet. <laughs> I like the power of the internet. Yes. Uh, I am Calm. And I am Yoon. And for some reason I've been given control of the podcast for this week, because Yoon is a bit crazy. <laughs> no, uh, Yoon is not a bit crazy. Yoon is attempting to surmount a whole bunch of technical problems we appear to be having. Oh, sorry, yes, this is also our second attempt at starting this. <laughs> Because the because first time, the first time the recorder decided to scrap all of my because, dialogue, yeah, apparently you, decided that I wasn't good enough to feature in today's podcast. So. Because you, who is the the technical wizard behind this, mainly because he has a master's degree in computer science from a very good university, <laughs> can't record two audio streams at once. Dude, it is not my fault. I don't know what's happening with this tool. I'm just hoping it works this time. Can you not just do some hash tables or something? Or whatever that is the fuck you do, and just make it work. I do. Part of me does really appreciate how little you know about what the fuck I do. You don't know anything about what I do. Yeah, because, it's not like it's a, it's not mutual. Yeah, but the stuff you do is like, I'm going to learn a bunch of stuff out of a book, and then I'll apply that in various ways. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, it's anyway. But so yeah. yeah, so this is our first podcast after E3, and we did. We did a whole bunch of E3 stuff, um, which is all on the yeah, site. Wrote, um, we wrote a lot of shit. Yeah. It's quite we, tiring. And we did a podcast, which is also up, so you did. can listen to that as well. So this is our first normal, everyday podcast. Well, not everyday. That would be mental. Every week podcast. It could be, be funny, but we're not going to do it. basically just talking about the stuff we have played. Because yeah, and other video game related things. And other video game related things. Yes. So you bought a new toy. I did. You because did buy I, I'm in a position where I'm earning money now, so I decided to buy a portable gaming system. Sure. 
and it was either going to be a Vita or a 3DS because those are the only portable gaming systems out right now that aren't an, a smartphone, and you I've could, already you, got one of those. Suppose you could go back and buy like a Game Boy Color if you really wanted. I could, I could I guess, but <laughs> I had one of those. There are some good fucking games out for the Game Boy Color. Let's not out forget for Game that. Boy, are people still developing for the Game Boy Color? No, but they exist. They do exist. There are there are there existing is, games that are good for the Game Boy Color. You're absolutely right. There is no launch window for the Game Boy Color. Everything's out. Fucking launch window. <laughs> I hate that term. We were just looking at ah uh, behind behind the curtain. We were just looking at stuff for the PS4, and it used the term launch window for a bunch of games that were coming out. But the launch window spreads from November of this year to March of next year. I fucking hate the term launch window. It, yeah, it. it it gives them an ability to attach launch to a game without it actually having to come out like super early. Like another four months might help. Yes, another four months maybe helps to get some decent games out of a launch kit thing. So anyway, so yeah, I bought a 3DS because the the Vita wasn't interesting in any way. It has sure. it basically doesn't have a lot. So I bought a 3DS and it I'm so far I'm very very happy with it because it's I bought the special. 3DS XL branded Fire Emblem one, which is very, very pretty. Yes. It's like, it's blue and it's black and it's got a cool sword on the front of it that the main character uses. Sure. The main character's called Crom. How cool of a name is that? How do you spell Crom with a K? C-H-R-O-M. So, Chrome without the E. It's Crom, yeah. How do you know it's pronounced Crom? Crom. Because I'm assuming that's how you pronounce (laughs) Crom. You had trouble earlier... Saying Falchion or however the fuck you Falchion. pronounce Falchion. As his sword is a Falchion. Falchion. I think it's a Falchion. I'm not I sure. believe it's Greek for funny looking sword. You're bullshit. Because <laughs> you know, it's not even a Greek sword. Because along with along with master's degree in computing, I also did a minor in um, Greek weapon naming. Greek weapon naming. Yeah, it was a, it was a small, very intense class, which lasted. Why? Why in Scotland, in a Scottish university, would they have a Greek name weapon name? We get course? the we get the option in school to do um, Urdu. Oh yes, yeah, so we did. Right. We, we're do- I had the option of I had the option of first year of doing Russian cinema. That's true. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Was that university? Or was that high school? I was university. Okay, that's what I thought. Oh yeah, in university you do fucking anything. I'm yeah. talking in high school. High school, we get yeah. the option to do Urdu. Urdu. I don't even... I could not tell you where they speak Urdu right now. Uh, India, I think. You could be saying anything and I would agree. Yeah, okay. I'm not sure. So yeah, anyway, back to... (laughs) So games. Keep getting distracted. Yeah. (laughs) So the the 3DS is very, very pretty. It's a very nice looking 3DS and I like the cool design on it. Yes. Uh, And then I've also... I've been street passing like a motherfucker, Yoon. (laughs) And street passing like a mother who fucks people who street pass a lot nice and it um it's really fun like street passing is actually a really cool system level mechanic of nintendo implying heavily that you should maybe carry this thing around in your pocket a lot but i mean so the this is maybe the thing they were missing because a lot of ds games had some kind of pass based thing yeah some sort of spot because i remember i think world ends with you had it as well couldn't you do the pin battles no, you could do the pin battles over multiplayer, but they also had like a put your DS into sleep mode and you will find people style thing. Oh sure, yeah. And I walked so 2008 when I when I was in Japan, I bought World Ends with You before yes, then. Yes, fantastic RPG. Fantastic, probably the best game on DS in my opinion. Arguably yes. Yes. 
so that had one of those switch it on, put it into sleep mode, and walk about with this thing. Yeah. And the DS is fucking popular in Japan. It's very this popular. Way before 3DS. Not as popular as the PSP because the DS didn't have Monster Hunter. There was a lot of PSPs I saw when I was over there. That's but, um, so I was there and I was like, I should totally do this Street the Pass thing. thing. Yeah. But I can't even remember what it's called. On so the there was a word for it. Yeah. So I threw it in my bag, switched it on, threw it in my bag, and walked around various places that day. I wasn't, and I was also in Akihabara for a while. Like I was like, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna pass with anyone for this thing, it's gonna It'll be, be the fucking nerds in Akihabara. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I spent the whole day out, got back to my apartment, opened the thing. Two people. Two people. <laughs> two people. Wow. To be fair, it's not like for a game for a game that was on a system that's really popular and seems quite focused towards Japan. So I also it's... then later realised that it only works if they have the game as well. Ah. It's not like I have found an RDS. Sure, yeah, you would assume that because it couldn't really handle that. On there was no, yeah, there was no system level thing. Yeah. Like that. So, um, so yeah, yeah. I had that, and I got two people. Which actually, considering it had to be the game on and in that mode, is actually all right. That's all right. Yeah, it's not. So yeah, terrible. the the 3DS has the Street Pass thing, and I've gotten a fair few hits so far. And it, it, it's true; it's a very good way of implying that you should carry it about. But they also do it to tie it into the two games that come with the 3DS street passing thing, which is Puzzle Swap, which is a thing that lets you collect puzzle pieces from the street pass which you get. Yep. But you only really play it because it's got the best music. <laughs> right. It's, it's really good music. You should find <laughs> the music if you haven't listened to it already. I will, I will go listen to the music. Because I've listened to it a lot. And yeah. um, the other game is... Uh, what's it called again? Battle Quest, I think. Right. I think it's called Battle Quest or something like that. Which is a, co- a, a complicated RPG that really doesn't need to be complicated, but it's kind of cool that it is. Where the people that you meet in Street Passes can be sent into a dungeon to fight monsters and find you Nintendo-themed hats for your me. That's pretty it, cool. Is that the only loot that you get? Is that hats. is the only loot you get is Nintendo-themed hats. Okay. But I want the hats. There are some really cool hats. Is there like, any... Like, when you say it's like an RPG, is there any yeah. actual, like, like Final Fantasy-style combat? Is there... Is well, the, just... the, entire, the entire thing is, like, one of your guys, the, one of the guys that you send in runs up to a room, and I've only fought ghosts so far. Right. And you, and you run up, and you've got the choice of either using your sword or using magic. Sure. And, like, if you choose magic, it's... So this is where the complicated thing comes in, where you can only... Unless the, unless the ghost is, like, clear... You can only damage ghosts that are the same color of shirt that you're wearing. Right. And so if you use magic, you poison the ghost that has the same color as you to do damage over time, but also imbue the next guy in the chain your color. So like if you're fighting a green ghost, you can use your magic to poison them and then give the guy next to you who's maybe a yellow shirt instead of a green shirt yeah. your, your green power. So oh, it can damage okay. the ghost. Oh, so okay. it's, it, it becomes a really cool strategy of like, so I've got, I've met four street pass people today, but the third person in the queue is level five in this game for some reason. I don't know how the levels are determined. Right. Is level five. So I can hit one of the ghosts with my first guy. The second guy can hop up and use his magic to poison one of the other guys and give the power to the strongest guy who can hit the biggest ghost 
because he's now got the colour to hit that ghost. <laughs> okay. It's this really cool kind of system. It's, it's actually is, really, it's a really smart idea. That is far too complicated for yeah. something that is not actually it's a game. It's way too complicated for things that is just system level and is a thing that's designed to make you go, maybe I should carry this thing around and get you hats. Sure. But it's really cool. It's a kind of a cool system. And apparently there are more games now because the, the latest update did a lot of stuff for Street Pass and then you can like pay money for more mini games, but I'm not going to do that. Sure. But it's... It, it, apparently there are more mini games now, but yeah, you can get some really cool hats. Like one of the street passers I met, his hat was just—it wasn't really a hat; it was a thing that was like his face. So you know those things that you get where it's like you stick your face in it, and then someone takes a picture from the other side, and it's like you as a strong man from the fifties, and a lot oh, of stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about. It was like one of those, except it was just for his face, and it was the Triforce from Zelda. He stuck his face through the Triforce. Yeah, that was his hat. I mean, that's so, pretty cool. So this dude was just wearing the Triforce. He was just wearing the Triforce on his face. <laughs> it was great. But that, it was just really oh. cool kind of system. Nintendo. Nintendo, yes. <laughs> so yeah, so the 3DS itself, it came with Fire Emblem Awakening, yep. which honestly is one of the best games I've played this year. Wow, it's, okay. It's actually fantastic. It's like, I was talking to you about this, where it's... So it, it's a very similar game to things like the new XCOM and other Fire Emblem games, believe it or not. Sure. And the older XCOMs, all sort of stuff, where it's a, a, a strategy game where you control an army of people, and normally, like, eight people, nine people, whatever, and you have to tactically move them about the battlefield to defeat your enemies. It's right. That, it's that kind of idea. But it does it in a completely opposite way to the new XCOM, where the new XCOM gives you a small squad and... The entire tactical decision is based around your positioning and your ability to your your thought process of using abilities and where people are and blah blah. blah. It hides all the kind of raw math that's going on under the yeah. surface of like we're not going to tell you what's going on. We're just going to put up this hit percentage and how much damage you're going to do. Yeah, because the the only indication you ever had that you were about to hit something was this percentage value. Yeah, this this mystical percentage that just sat there on the screen saying you're going to hit this thing ninety eight percent of the time. Sure, but you knew there was more math behind it. Of course. Fire Emblem gives you control of a larger squad of dudes and puts all the math in front of you and right. says and says you've got all the information, go. And you you're you're not left on your own because it explains itself quite well of what all the things are. Sure. But because you've been given all the information beforehand, whereas when in XCOM when someone died, you got when someone got shot out, you got upset that one of your big guys was gone. Sure. And you were quite upset, but you could buy another guy and train him up and blah, blah, blah. In Fire Emblem, when one of your guys dies, and I'm playing with Permadeath because that's how you should play that game. Of course. When one of your guys dies, you feel bad, obviously, because one of your guys died, but you mainly feel, you mainly feel really stupid because the game's given you all the information. Like, it's all there right in front of you. It's just your fault that you've made right. a mistake. So it's really, really obvious what has gone wrong and how you could have fixed it. Right. It's just you didn't see it. And it's just really and it's really, really cool when it does that. It's it's this it's a way better it's I quite prefer it to the other XCOM because I, I I liked the idea that it was hiding all the math, but then I sometimes felt it was restricting me in some situations. Sure. It's like I don't have enough information to do what I want to do. Whereas Fire Emblem is just like, nah you've got it, go. But I suppose the the thing you don't get then with Fire Emblem is the moments in XCOM where you're like, this entire mission is fucked unless I make this shot, which yeah, has a 50-50 chance of hitting. Yeah, 
the the it's missing the kind of rare chance thing of mm-hmm. what XCOM had so well of if the sniper makes but, the shot, I I can do it or whatever. But then again, that affects it really being a strategy game where like I mean, you, the, the strategy to get you in a position where that percentage is higher, but it's not yeah. in the position where I know exactly what's going to happen on this. Yes, but yes, and then but then Fire Emblem does that really well of. You've, I, I have given you the information. You know what you can do with it. Sure. You just need to go and do it and do it in a thing that will make sense. Yeah. And it's yeah, and it's it's just fantastic. It's like if you care at all about strategy games or the 3DS taking itself seriously or anything, like go pick up Fire Emblem because it is honestly fantastic and it's it's got some really clever mechanics behind it. Of um, so in a battle, you can do you can do two things with your guys, which are uh, you can set your guys beside one another, and uh, like in squares, the the, the battlefield is a grid system, mm-hmm. and you can set your guys beside one another as one of them attacks, and that um, that that imbues the person attacking with certain buffs depending on the re- the relationship of the character. Sure. So like as they as they fight beside each other more and more, the relationship improves, and so the the boosts get more. Okay. Right up until the point where some of your characters get married and stuff like that and have children. Yeah, yeah, I've heard about that system. Yeah. So you can do that, or you can do a system which is called pairing up, which Mm -hmm. effectively means that two units move as one, and you always have the benefit regardless of where they're standing because it's two people. So Do do they move in, like, as, as... In the formation that you kind of group them, almost they like, they just move they move as one unit. It's like two units in one square, and they oh, just okay. move as one unit. They just stack. Yeah. Right. So what? So what I found myself doing was the character that you you create one character, which is and it's just a named character. Sure. And my my named character married one of the one of the girls that I had in my army. Right. So I've now I've now found that what I do is pair up the married couples and make them fight together. Right. Because that gives you the most tactical benefit because you get the biggest boost. Like, whereas, whereas if I get the main character who's called Crom fighting with... Yeah, it's a great name. I love the name Crom. Crom just sounds like a massive green goblin. Yeah. Like, but he's, it, he's this really kind of cool suave guy with a cool, cool see, sword. He, he, and... he sounds like you should have like an underbite and a massive club. He does, you're right, but <laughs> it's either that or it's like some sort of Norse god called Crom. Sure, yeah, I could see that. Like, as well. it's, really cro- it's really close to the god from uh, Conan that I can't remember the name of. It may have actually been Crom, only with a K. But anyway. I, um, we're talking about Conan, I've never. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, I found myself pairing the the waves together. So instead of like, if you've done Crom and one of the other people, Crom when he attacks gets like a 10. A ten plus hit bonus or something like that. Whereas when my character attacks with his wife, he gets like a bonus to his hit chance, his avoidance chance, his block chance, his critical hit chance, all these other benefits just because I've had them fight together a lot. Okay, fair and enough. I did that. I did that initially because I was pairing them up a lot because the woman he's married to is a, a horse rider, mm-hmm. and if you pair them up and like say the horse person becomes the main character, you can run faster because they're on a horse. Right, okay. So you get that. So what I would do is pair them up, make the horse run into battle, then swap to the main guy who does most of the damage. Sure. And then it turns out they had a good relationship and they got married. So it was. So now I get even more benefit for doing that. Nice. And it's great. Yeah, it's fantastic. And it's a really cool idea of, like, it gives you a cool kind of idea of how you, you start moving people 
in twos instead of as individual units. So you've got these kind of you feel very um, World War One British general pushing things around the map kind of idea. Oh, okay, sure. Because you're moving at twos, not at ones. So it's right. kind of it's just really cool mechanic. It's just, it's just a really great idea for kind of tactical things. There's also the one thing I need to mention before I start talking about Fire Emblem. <laughs> In the first side quest of the game, you get this character called Donal, who right. is this this weedy little kid from a farm right. who in the first side quest the stipulation is if you can get Donal one level like if you can kill enough people in this map to give Donal one level he'll follow you right and he is a, he starts off as a really shitty kind of character that can do like three damage so you found yourself kind of kill, almost killing people and then letting Donal finish them off so I, that's actually the question I was going to ask it's how, yeah. how is XP shared do you, do you have to is it the person so who does the last hit it's if you if you hit a guy you get XP for hitting the guy. Right. It's not it's not kills, it's not anything like that. It's just it's if you hits. hit them you get XP. Right. Yeah. Or if you're a cleric, if you heal someone you get XP. Okay, so okay, sure. So yeah, and there's like that's also another really cool mechanic is uh that I forgot to mention, when they're paired up, either either side by side in squares or actually paired up, mm-hmm. there's a chance for, for a double strike event where the main character attacks and then the support character attacks. Right. And if that happens, they both get XP. Oh, okay. So it's a really cool kind of way of splitting it. So yeah, Donald is, was really shit to begin with, but you get, you get the, you get the feeling that the game's not giving it, giving him to you because he's shit. You get this feeling of like, there's something to him, like the game wouldn't have given it to you unless he could do something. So are you suggesting that like, once you get him 5, 10 levels so, ahead, something... Exactly. So what I did was, I brought him, I brought him on nearly every single fight that I had next. Right. Donald, Donald is now level 20, and mm. he's one of the strongest people in my army. <laughs> okay. He fucking wrecks people. Like, he started off doing two damage, and he now crits for about 80. Jeez. It's ridiculous. Okay. So he's awesome, and that's a really cool mechanic, and I love Donald. He's, he's a great character. So do, does he, do his character have a different... Uh, like level of XP that they need to hit to get to the next level, or are they all like it's 100 XP to level two, and then 200 to level two? Uh, level uh, it's 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 100 XP per level. It's right. just they all have different levels of XP gain. It's like some oh, people gain okay. faster than others. Sure. So uh, how's yeah. how's Donald? Is he like really slow to Donald, get XP? Donald actually no, Donald he gains XP at normal rate. But what Donald has is a a special trait. Each right. one of the characters in your army has special traits that can happen to it. Sure. So, like, your your character, your named character that you made at the start, has a trait that gives him 50% extra XP. Right. So he levels really fast. Sure. And, but Donald has a trait that um, says he has a higher chance to gain stats when he levels up. Right. So when you level up, you gain... I don't think it's random, but you gain stats of, like, HP, strength, blah, blah, blah. Sure. Donald has a higher chance to gain... To gain more stats, basically, but he also has that means he also has an increased stat, uh, chance to do something which is called a perfect level up, which <laughs> means you you gain you is, gain. Is, is, is that like a, that. Is, is that like an active reload? Kind of yes. <laughs> it's kind of like it's I'm, exactly I'm just, like time I'm just putting it in terms that I know and or care about. Yes, so it's like per- perfect level up just basically means that you get a stat point for every single stat on the character. Gotcha. So it basically means that Donald becomes. And is that is that just a random thing? Yeah, it's like an it's, it's an increase by twenty percent chance or something Good. like that on Donald. Okay, but it rarely happens on anyone that isn't Donald. Okay, 
so yeah, he he gains a lot of stat points and so becomes strong really quickly as you level him up. Okay. So he's this really cool character that I found. Fair enough. It it does sound interesting. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to decide whether I would actually enjoy that or whether the reason I enjoyed XCOM was because of the lineage behind it and the fact well, that it was not like a hardcore strategy game. It was it's true. Yeah. If, so I, I don't I, know. Because I tried, because say... when I had my DS, I yeah. tried... Was it Revenant Wings? Uh, I can't remember. It was one of the fantasy tactics games that was in I the think Crystal it was, Chronicles. I think you tried 12 Revenant Wings, didn't you borrow it from someone? I can't seem to remember. But no, anyway. no, no, I bought that game. Oh yeah, sure. I bought it straight out. Uh, I think it was Revenant Wings, possibly, but it was it was your Final Fantasy Tactics game, basically. Yeah. yeah. Was it? The f- no. Anyway, yes. And I tried yeah. that, and I was like, "This is. I have no interest in playing this at all." And I sure. thought I like. I thought I liked turn-based strategy games. Yeah. But I did not like that at all. You just liked XCOM. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why I looked to Fire Emblem. Say... Which is why I looked to Fire Emblem when it exploded, and was yeah. like, "I might like this. Yeah. Uh, this this sounds like something I would like." And then I thought back to the tactics games and went, "Nah, maybe not." It's something. It's something that I would say that if you have, you, if you either have any interest in strategy games or you tried the new XCOM and liked it, sure. give it a shot okay. because it's 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 worth it to try something like this. Fair enough. So the thing I'm actually interested in is Animal yeah. Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Cause... So I also went out uh, the week of when I bought it and bought the brand new Animal Crossing game called Animal Crossing New Leaf. Sure. And I've never played an Animal Crossing game before. Never played have... any of the, the GameCube games or anything like that. Did I play Animal No, no, I was Harvest Moon. Sorry, Harvest, Harvest Moon. Moon. Same sort of idea. Yeah. But this, this is the first Animal Crossing game I've played, and I had, I talked to a bunch of people beforehand who were also buying it, saying, I've never played an Animal Crossing game. Uh, I'm worried about how much time I'm going to lose. Sure. And the response every single time was them laughing in my face. And I went, right... So this is something that might take over my life. But I did it anyway. Sure. I went out and bought it anyway. And I've played it a fair bit over the past six days. Can, can you can you define a fair bit? A fair bit. In terms of hours and minutes? In terms seconds. of hours? No, I can't. <laughs> because you don't I want to or because you can't? Because I honestly don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, I've got a big house, if that helps. I don't know if that terms the time. But yeah. So, over the time what, what, that I spent... What, what with, kind of planet do we have to live on where we measure time in houses? In houses? Like, that's uh, some, that's some yeah, quantum... Animal Crossing world. That's some quantum string theory shit right there. But anyway, yeah, sorry, yes. Animal string theory. So, yeah. In the time that I spent playing with it, the, the best word that I can use to describe it so far is Animal Crossing is just lovely. <laughs> It's just so lovely to sit and play. It's because it's so chill and everything's so nice and nothing bad ever happens. And you can just do what you want and you always get rewarded for it. And it's just lovely. It's so nice. I, w- I would laugh harder, but like I said, I was right into Harvest Moon for yeah, exactly the same reasons. It's so nice. And you can sit and you can wander around and you can talk to people and they'll like... And I... I had one of the residents who's a tiny hamster called Hammy run up to me the other day and say, can you help me think of a new greeting? Like, he wanted to be able to say a catchphrase when he greeted someone. Right. I said, can you help me think of this? And I went, this is an opportunity. Oh, God. What, <laughs> did, you, what did you do? I didn't, I didn't do anything bad. I, all I, did, I think I just made him say yo, because I couldn't think of anything funny. Right. But 
yeah, it's stuff like that happens. And then, like, there's a, a sheep in the town called Eunice who ran up to me saying, I bought this new scarf, what do you think? I was like, I think it looks good. And she's like, okay, I'll wear it every day. Like, sure, you do that, Eunice. You have ruined that woman's life now. <laughs> she will be wearing that scarf until the day she dies, all because you said it was nice. But it's so nice. I felt so good when I did it. Because now I see her wandering around in her green scarf going, I did that. It was me. I did something to make this woman's life different. Choices in games. Yes. Moral and, moral choices in games. So it's really hard to explain how, what Animal Crossing actually is because you, you fish and you, you catch bugs and you harvest fruit. And you sell all this stuff because you need to pay back your house loan because you've asked them to make your house... You've asked Tom Nook, the philanthropist motherfucker who made your house bigger. And he... And you need to pay him back. And, sure. But then... In, in, I remember the currency is Bells? Bells. Bells, bells yes. of course. Yes. The company is Bells. Okay. And like... And you like catch fish to sell and to pay back Tom Nook, but then you also have to dig up fossils to give to the museum because the museum needs to get better. Yeah. And then... You can go to the shop to buy stuff, and you can go buy clothes, and you can design clothes, and 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 apparently this is the first thing that's ever happened in this Animal Crossing. You're actually the mayor of the town. Yeah, so this can, is a, this is what I heard. You get like a desk, and you have to do yeah, mayor so you've got, things. You've got a desk in the city hall that you can sit and do what are called town ordinances on, which are like uh, bills that you can put into place to say, "I want this town to do X." So, like, I just literally just put in an ordinance into my town. That said, I want shops to give me more money for selling stuff to them, but things cost more. So you're so you're taxing your residents. Basically, I'm not, taxi- I'm not taxing anybody because it balances out because they're giving me more money, but I'm giving them more money when I buy things. So it oh, it the shops increase out. in price for you. Yeah, right. They, they I sell them and they give me more money, but I need to pay more money to get stuff from them. So it balances out, but okay. I get more money in the end. But it's okay. actually, it's actually, there's a sly benefit because I was talking to people about this. Because we've got, we've, uh, me, me and a few of our friends have got, we've got a ring of Animal Crossing players. Oh God! And talk to one another about stuff. Like I was having a 20 minute conversation today uh, at work while I was waiting on stuff uh, about what fruits we all had growing in our towns. Sure. We, all, we need to grow multiple fruits. So it's like I was saying, like I've got, uh, I've got perfect apples. So, the apples so, are perfect. So you, you, you're probably going to need to explain what the, the gradation of your fruit is. So there's, go there's, from like there's off. normal fruit, there's normal fruit, and there's perfect fruit. Right. That's it. Okay. So you start you start off, and there's I have perfect apples now. I have a tree that grows perfect apples, and perfect apples sell for a butt ton of bells. Okay. And it's great. So I've got perfect apples, and I know someone who's got pears. And someone who's got bananas. Every single like, part, every single part of this sounds like you're part of a drug ring. But it's so no, good. No, 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 guys. I know a guy who can get some like perfect apples. No, like it sounds like it sounds like the street name for a horrible drug. It's true. <laughs> it's true. But I actually had a sentence came out of one of my friends' mouths today where we were t- talking about fruit, and no one has coconuts, and we need coconuts. Right. It's, it's, it's one of the fruits that we're missing. And, and my friend Emma turned around to me and said, don't worry, I know a guy who can get his coconuts. Fantastic, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Emma. Great, you can get us coconuts. It's fantastic. Just this image of like a back alley deal with a man of with a trench coat. Just, yeah. yeah, like... Oh, it's so good. Yeah, and so you just... 
it's it's a perfect kind of game to just sit down with for about an hour, an hour and a half a day, and just do your daily chores of like picking fruit and getting some fish and blah blah, blah helping at the museum, all that sort of stuff. Sure. And like like one of the things on my tour my chore is because I've been told this of I need to go and talk. There's a woman in the clothes shop that I need to go talk to every day. Because right. eventually she lets you scan QR codes into Animal Crossing to get custom designs, <laughs> and I found I found this giant web form web, web sheet that has a ton of QR codes, and one of them is a shirt that is um, that makes you look like you have Dante's trench coat on from Devil May Cry, and it, I went I fucking need that right now. I want my guy to be wearing Dante's trench coat as I pick up fruit and fish. I need it. I need it bad. So this is not like this is not. Well, I suppose it doesn't really. They can't really. It just looks like Dante's trench coat. It's not actually Dante's no, trench no, coat. It just looks a lot like Dante's trench coat. Okay. It's like a long. It's a long sleeve T-shirt that is like of of big size, so it looks like it goes down to your knees, and then they've designed it to look like Dante's trench coat. Okay. And it's fantastic, and I need it really badly. So I need to talk to this woman every day so that she gives me the ability to scan QR codes. So, yeah, so Animal Crossing is just lovely, and it'll sit and eat. It will actually just take away about an hour or two of your day every single day because you need to keep going back to it to do your chores. Because that's what I need. No, no, but this is the thing. The main point of it is you, you don't care that you're doing it. Like because you're you enjoy it. Like it's really fun to sit and talk to people and get fruit and all that sort of stuff. You just, need to, you just need to feel the rush, man. Cause you, yeah, because you you feel good when you do it. I really get... I really hope the microphone could hear me face palming right it's now. It's so good though. Right. So the the last point I want to put about Animal Crossing because I can talk about this for a while. But, yeah. So. I've done, you can do things to customize your town. Of like, you can design your town flag, and you can name your town, and all that sort of stuff. Um, but one of the things you can do is you can set. And I've got I've got my 3ds in front of me because this is gonna this is gonna be good. Uh, you can set your town theme tune. Yeah, you, you, you like write it, like you put notes on. Yeah, things, you can. Right? It's like you can set your B's and G's and D's and all that sort of stuff to make your town theme tune. And it's a town that. Uh, so when you talk to people the town theme tune plays but in the style like there's a monkey in my town who has a kind of slower version of the song and like uh the the, the sheep has a very staccato version and blah blah okay and all the sh- all the shop bells play it as well right so right so basically what i've done is and you i hope you can hear this because this will be a joke that a few people will get okay but, am so i one this, of them yes you'll get this okay or you should if you don't then i hate you okay you get this. i hope you can hear this uh, okay Holy shit. How good is that? Uh, so can I just check that that is indeed the whistle song from Deadly Premonition? That is the song Life is Beautiful <laughs> from Deadly Premonition, which is the whistle song that is the best song on the Deadly Premonition soundtrack. And that plays every single time I talk to a person <laughs> and every single time I walk in my house and every single time I walk in a shop. And it's fucking fantastic. So how long, when did, when did you put that song on? I put that song on a few days ago. Right, I am going to give it a week and a half before you want rid of that song from the rest of your brain. No, I will not, because I've listened to that song a lot and I still love it. So I'm pretty good with it. So, if you have a 3DS, fucking buy Animal Crossing. 
because it is the best. If you I have love a, Animal Crossing, if you have a 3DS, if you have a 3DS and don't mind half an hour of your day or two hours of your day to disappear, an hour, an, an hour to an hour and a half that you spend in a lovely town doing lovely things for lovely people, and it's it's, it's a really good thing to just sit down and relax with. You sit down for an hour with a cup of tea. You do your chores and talk to people, and you feel good about yourself, which video games don't do anymore because it's all headshots and aliens and people shouting racial obscenities at you. And this is a very nice world to live in, so buy Animal Crossing if you have a 3DS. I am pretty sure that if uh, Nintendo's restrictions and safety around all of their internet stuff was not as secure as it was, Animal Crossing would just be full of dicks. Like no, it would, it would, it would just be chat roulette all over the place. No, because the game stops you from doing obscenities. Because I tried it. <laughs> of course you did. Of course. Because the did. guy Hammy ran up to me and said, "What should my, uh, what should my catchphrase be?" <laughs> and what I did tried. You, what did you put originally? Yeah. <laughs> it's your way to try and bleep this out. I'll give <laughs> it a shot. If it's too bad, I need I might... to bleep this out. Because I, I tried to make him say, "Fuck off, bitch face." Fuck off, bitch face. Yes. Right. And what? And what did did he say? <laughs> I can I guess? Did he no. maybe say? I'm sorry, I didn't get that. Could you try again? No. The thing just came up and said, "You cannot have this message." <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Just, you, yeah. No. Said no. <laughs> it didn't I say. Went, well, Animal Crossing, because Animal Crossing is too nice to let you have obscenities. There aren't any obscenities in the Animal Crossing world because it's too nice. Is there it's the ability? Nice a place. Is there the ability to draw pictures? Yes, there is. You can right. draw pictures to make your town flag. All every single flag would be a dick. No, every because, single flag. Because I've looked online, and the kind of people that play Animal Crossing are the kind of people that wouldn't do that. They all have really nice, cool flags. Like, there are lo- people. There are people with like um, Gundam wings, and people with like. Uh, Nergal, from, is it Nergal, the thing from Neon Genesis Evangelion? Is that Nergal? What are you talking about? The, the company from... Nerve. Nerve. Nerve, that was it. They've got like the Nerve logo. I think they're all really cool things. No dicks, no <laughs> vaginas, nothing. None of that bad stuff because Animal Crossing is a perfect world. It's a lovely little place to sit down with for an hour with a cup of tea and go, yes, I want to sit and relax after a day of work. And do all this stuff because it's nice. I would love to see what would happen if you unleashed ten of Xbox Live's worst Call of Duty players all in a networked Animal Crossing game. They wouldn't play that because they would literally look at the opening screen and be like, "I don't want to fucking play this game." Because the first thing you do is talk to a cat on a train in that game. That is the first thing you do in that game is talk to a cat on a train. Sure. That is, and they wouldn't. They would just go, "What the fuck is this?" and then throw it away. We don't want these kind of people in Animal Crossing. They would ruin it. It's too I like, nice. I like how you say we, like you're this exclusionary yeah, group we, now. We of the Animal Crossing community say fuck off to tiny douchebags on no, Xbox One. No, you don't, because you can't say fuck, because it'll say, no, you can't say that. Oh, that's true. We say, please go away. <laughs> we say, please leave us alone. Would you kindly... I need, I need to pick these coconuts, could you please go away? Would you kindly leave? Animal Crossing is making me a better person, you I make me a nicer person. I will give it three or four weeks before all of your plants die and you hate that place no, and you want the plants, the plants don't die, you it's too nice for the plants to die. All that happens is weeds grow and you can pick the weeds. And then the town loves you for picking the weeds. 
So what, so what you're basically what you're saying is as soon as this game gets Oculus Rift support, you're just not leaving. I'm not leaving Animal Crossing. It's too <laughs> nice. I don't want to leave Animal Crossing. I want to play it right now, but I can't because I'm sitting here talking to you, you fucker, about <laughs> yeah, it's, not playing Animal Crossing. It's totally making you such a better person. I can't. I, can't, I want to play Animal Crossing. It's too. It's such a nice place. We'll we'll move yeah, on. We'll move on so that you can go back to playing a, Animal Crossing. If you have a 3DS, buy Animal Crossing, buy Fire Emblem. I will try and pick up more 3DS games to try it. Yeah, at, at uh, least one of us has a 3DS now, so we can start talking yeah. about 3DS games. Sure. Um, so, right, okay, back to normal video games. Yeah, so, I, I mean, this, this, this was pre-E3, but yeah. uh, Gunpoint yeah, was a Gunpoint. game that I get into. So you had no idea this game existed until I no, told you No, I did it. not. I did not realise that this was a thing, but then you said, you messaged me one day saying, go on Steam right now and download the Gunpoint demo. Yeah, so... One of the things I do love about that game is that it's the first game I've ever played, probably, well, for a number of years anyway, where you play the demo, and by the end of the demo, you're like, yeah, I need to go in immediately buy this. Because yeah. it's... So, Gun, so Gunpoint is a 2D stealth game. It's hard, it's hard to describe it. Is it like a 2D stealth puzzle game, kind of? Kind of. It's yeah. like, I've heard I've heard a lot of people compare it to Mark of the Ninja, kind of. Yeah, it's pretty similar to Mark of the Ninja. Um, yeah. But it's written, it was created by Tom Francis, who's yep. a PC Gamer UK writer. Yes. And has now, as I read, left PC Gamer to go and professionally make games because but yeah, he has because this he game did gunpoint. because this game did so well that yeah. he can now leave and turn this into his proper job. Good man. So being a writer, the dialogue in it is amazing. Like it's it's yeah. some of the wittiest stuff I've ever seen. It's really the, and it's because it's because it's styled as like a film noir style kind of thing where yeah, your like, guy you, your guy wears a trench coat and a hat and blah blah and all that yeah. kind of stuff. It's got very sharp, witty, funny kind of sarky dialogue. And the reason they're, the re- they're really they're, I don't want to say this, but it's kind of true of like really only like a British person could write. It's, yeah, it's very it's, British. It's, it's very, very British. British. But, but um, don't, don't let that put you off, but it's still really funny. Yeah. We're it's, not talking like Monty Python and British. No, it's just it's really just smart. Sar- quite sarky and clever yeah. and all that sort of stuff, yeah. So the reason why I immediately went and bought it at the end is because the end of the demo, so yeah. like in between the missions, you're on like a, it's a mobile phone smart. or like a stylized mobile phone where you're sending text messages between you and your clients. Yeah. And the last mission you get in the demo, after you finish the last mission, you go back on and start talking to your client again. And it's one of the few times I've ever seen this where it looks like standard dialogue and then the further through the dialogue tree you get, he then references the fact that it's a game and that this is the demo version. And he yep. says things along the lines of like, well, it would be really good if there was another 15 or 20 more missions and an yeah. expansive um, skill tree that you could expand. Was, and you're just like, what? This is... Was, the, first oh. thing, the first thing he says is like, so when you're when you're talking to them and you get all the gents for the mission, you hit a big green button that says end call. Yeah. And the first thing he says is, I would love to help you with your problem, but someone's replaced my end call button with buy yeah. game. And that was because that is brilliant. Because it had been it had been end call up till that moment. Yeah. And then you look at it and you go, yeah, that that button totally says, says buy game. game now. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it was just it was genius. It, it was, like I, and it was it, it was it was a very convincing game up until that point. Oh of, sure, like, it was quite smart and fun to play. And, like so, you're sitting playing the demo and going, yeah, I'll, this would be a thing I would buy. Yeah, six quid, I'll probably buy it. Blah blah. But then it gets to that and you go, oh, oh, gunpoint. Yeah, I need to buy you I now. Need to buy so you deserve this now. So the actual gameplay yeah. is the game itself. Yeah, is your two D 
it's kind of 2D stealth where your whole objective is to get into a building, hack some terminal, or pick something up, and then escape. Yep. Um, very simple. And, but the very tool, simple, very simple idea. idea. But the, the the kind of twist on it that you would expect is that you have this thing called the crosslink, which mm. is a again weirdest control mapping I've ever seen. But it's on the mouse wheel, and it's not yeah, like an analog thing. It's like an on-off thing on the mouse wheel. It's yeah. bizarre. But anyway, so you. But, you it, flick... but I I think that's quite clever. Of like it's. It's got this good kind of feeling of you're activating a mode when oh, yeah, you yeah. click that forward. It's just kind of cool. There's a great like one of the other great things about this game is that there's been a whole bunch of developer blog video blogs as yeah. it's been going along. And it does an entire that so the sound for the crosslink activating. Yeah. He asked the community to make. Oh so nice. There's, so there's like a 20 minute video of him going through all these sounds, trying to oh, work nice. out which one. It's, <laughs> That's pretty cool. And some of the sounds are terrible, <laughs> and yeah. he is not against telling you that sound sounds terrible. Um, so yeah, so you activate the crosslink and the, the, you kind of get like a like a schematic view of the building almost, where you see all of the electronic parts of the building. So your your hand scanners, your light switches, your um, elevator call buttons, all of this kind of stuff. Your alarms, security cameras, all that kind of stuff. And the crosslink basically lets you rewire these things so that first time you go into the mode, you see there is a a light switch which funnily enough is hooked up to the light yes but at that point you can then as, be, is, as is the one of a light as, switch as, as you would expect yeah. but what you can do with the cross link is that you can uh, rewire that so that that light switch actually opens a door yes or activates an elevator yeah or, or as you something. get later as you get later on in the game you can you can attach that light switch to one of the guard's pistols and you, can, <laughs> yeah. and you will shoot him in the face. Like, That's pretty good. It's so good. And is it's, again, it sounds like a really simple premise, but once it layers on top, top of the fact that there's multiple coloured circuits and you can only can attach some things to some other things, yeah. it's, it becomes this great puzzle thing. Is of it, working it, out. It, become, it becomes like a really elaborate version of yeah. like... Not like a kind of pipe dream esque thing of you've got to link a bunch of stuff together to make it go the way you want. Kind, yeah, yeah, kind yeah. Of. But the the thing I love about it is it's done what a lot of stealth games recently have done, where it doesn't do the Metal Gear thing, where if you get found, you're completely fucked. Like, yeah. you can. It basically you can have a plan A, and you can have a plan B through Z. Yeah. And like the situation will change, and suddenly you have to come up with something else, and you can probably pull it off as well. And then, and yeah, and you can you can set it up to where being being discovered as your plan A, which oh, is yeah, like yeah. one of my one of my favorite things to do, which is have two guards in a room standing behind one another, like yeah. one in front of the other, and link the back person's gun. <laughs> yeah, to this is amazing. Fr- to the front person's gun. Yeah, and then you simply walk up to them, and the front person pulls his gun out, and the second person pulls his gun out. The first person fires his gun, which fires the back person's gun. To then shoot the first person in the back of the head, <laughs> yeah, and that guy dies. Yes, and it's great. You feel fantastic, and it's... then you can do the other thing, which is the other main gameplay mechanic of this, which is the bullfrog trousers. Oh, so the, the trousers are fantastic. Yes. So the, tr- so the trousers give you the trousers give you two kind of called, your character called James no. Haraway or something like no, that. No, it's Some... not James. It's is it not James. Something, something like else. that. He's remember. a detective, and he yes. he purchases something called the bullfrog trousers, which give you the ability to leap. Hundreds of meters into the air, very, very quickly. Yes. But what you mainly do with it is, and you, if you set up the situation that I just described, where one person just shot the other guard in the back of the head, you then use the bullfrog drivers to leap onto the other guard and punch him in the face. 
so the, not the, come out. The punching, I, like, I, yeah. I realised, like, this year we're going to do our Game of the Year awards thing, probably, yeah, on here or on writing or something. That punching might be the best sound effect of a game this year. It's really because good. so th- as soon as you jump on someone with the bullfrog, bullfrog trousers, you basically just pounce on them and floor yeah. them. And the the char- main character standing over him with his fist raised and you left click and he punches him in the face and then bounces and then his hand goes back up. You can yeah. keep mashing that button for yeah. as long punch- as you want. He pu- he punches as quickly as you can click. So it and he it will, takes he will machine gun punch that thing if you sit and click your left fist. And you only, the life mouse button. And you only need to... One punch is enough, and he's unconscious, and he won't come back. But yeah. you can you can mash the... the you the can flip. keep punching that fucker. <laughs> it's you so can, funny. It's can, just and, like, it's, and it is honestly amazing to do once. It sounds you can ridic- punch that guy for ages. It's it, great. It sounds ridiculous Like when you show people it, and it's like... You can punch him once, and it's this kind of thwack effect. Yeah. But the fact that he will punch every time you click the button means you can yeah. just rapid fire punch this guy. You can, I did then... it the, fir- the first time I bu- like uh, did it and realised that it was a one-to-one left mouse click punch thing, I bullfrogged into someone and then gripped my mouse with my right hand and took uh, my index <laughs> finger and my middle finger of my left hand and sat and mashed the left mouse button. And he just sat and punched him like, all yep. day. And it was great. It's got that really satisfying kind of foint it's, it's sound. The noise. <laughs> it's the noise. It's the fact the noise overlaps with itself really, really well. It's just yeah, like, it's this great. constant it's machine gun thwack. It's brilliant. And, yeah, one of the best things that they did uh, was you punch him and you keep punching him and then a gameplay message comes up and says, you should probably stop punching him. But then wait, you keep wait where does that, where's the message appear? It just appears like on the bottom. Like, really? As a, as a little, have you not seen this? No, this is new. Oh, God. So if you keep punching him, a message comes up on the bottom that says, okay, he's done, you can stop punching him. <laughs> just and like, from, just like so, from the ethereal narrator. Yeah, just the, the <laughs> guy. Uh, and so but, so you, you obviously keep punching him. And it says, no, seriously, stop punching him. <laughs> so you keep punching him. And then it says, oh, for the love of God, stop punching him. <laughs> so so you, you keep punching him. And it says, seriously, there's not an achievement for this. Stop punching him. <laughs> but you keep punching him. Sure. And then it says, and then it says, oh, fine, have one. Just please stop punching him. And it gives you an achievement. Is that <laughs> how you get that achievement? That talks yeah. About? Oh. You, you keep punching him. It says, here, just have one. Just stop punching him. <laughs> but you keep punching him. And then a message, I think a message just comes up that just says, I'm done. And then that's it. And then it doesn't give you any more messages, but you can keep punching if you want, but there's no more messages. Okay, I need to go try it's that. Great. That's the thing, like, if you think that shit sounds funny, you're probably yeah, gonna like this game. You're gonna love this it's game. Not, it's not the most difficult games, it's like really. three hours long. Yep. But it's... it's but it's really good. It's also it's really six pound? Seven yeah, it's pound? Like six quid. I can't it's, remember. It's, it's, on, it's the sort of thing that you can very happily just throw six quid at. Oh, yeah. Even if you don't finish it or you don't play it a lot, it's... It's, it's probably worth it. It's worth it for the way up because it's just it, it crafts all these wonderful moments where yeah they might they might have times where I I, I did some intricate hookup system with the cross link yep or got a guard to shoot his friend in the face or something along those lines I just giggled for like ten minutes it's as great. I was doing yeah. it it's like it one of the fantastic. best things you can do is in one of the first levels the building is a tall a tall building where the entire middle of it is made out of glass. Oh, and... so the gla- so the, that's the advantage you get of the bullfrog trousers is that oh, yeah, you, you if you if you get enough path. if you get enough of a build up you can launch yourself through any plate glass window. Yeah, and again, it's, it's really it, fucking funny. Yeah, it's hilarious. So there was this one mission where there's a really tall building with glass all down the middle of it, 
mm. and you start at the top of the building in oh, the mission. That, yeah, that mission. And I, so amazing. I sat, I sat with the cross link and planned stuff out of like, okay, he's gonna walk through here, open this door, blah blah blah. And I went right, and I put too much juice into the bullfrog, and jumped through the first window, landed on a guard, which mm-hmm. carried me through the second window yeah. and all the other windows into the building. So I rode this guard about six <laughs> stories down and straight into the ground. Yep. And, and still landed on him in the punch position. Yeah. So I could punch him, even though he just landed six floors. And, also and I the... went, this thing is fantastic. <laughs> like, and and it... It fa- but it fucked up so gloriously. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. went, I think that is the best way to complete that mission. Like, I can't think of a better way. I did that. I did that accidentally as well, and it was yeah. just this fantastic moment. And the advantage again, the bullfrog means that you don't get fall damage, so you can jump yeah. for miles and just ages. totally fine. You can yeah. jump over. You can literally jump over buildings, and it's just it's great. It's, and just, I, this, it's just really fun to use. It's this fantastic. <laughs> yeah. The whole thing is just brilliant. It's, just it's great. Well it's worth, fantastic. Well worth picking up. Yeah. You should pick it up. Yeah. So the other one. Again, that we big, both the big we, release. The big release, big release. Uh, Friday V three, which actually was a pretty smart place to put it, I think. Yeah, sure. Was Last of Us. The Last which, of Us. A PS three exclusive third By person. By Naughty Dog, the PS three exclusive people. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, people were asking me during the week, like, why are you? Why did you? So also, I pre ordered PS four. Yeah, so, I need to do that as well. So, yeah. This, is, this is the point about Last of Us, and I think actually internally in my head wrote the first line of my review. But yeah. I went in when I went in on the Friday to buy Last of Us. I also pre-ordered a PS4 on the same day, so I yeah. took them both up to the counter. I was like, I would like these, please. Yeah. Um, and then the further in I got into Last of Us, I was like, this game is making it seem like the next generation is not that much of a jump. Yeah. Because that game looked gorgeous that like, game is a real pretty game and if i know and, they, like, they, and these are the people who made uncharted and they made uncharted look as if they were pushing the ps3 to as much as it could yeah, do and, this and somehow they've made it look better 10 i do not better. know how it's bothered so i we should probably clarify as well that we're not going to spoil anything no we're not neither of us have actually finished it yet i think no. i'm close you're i'm I mean, like six hours in or something right, like okay five yeah. or six but if i know roughly where you are there is You've not seen the best parts of that game. No, like, apparently visu- I have Visually, not. the best parts of that game yet. Sure. Like there are, it just gets I don't better. Know, th- th- there are things that I, d- I did where it was like the like ruined hotel and yes. stuff like that. There was like there's like because it's an apocalypse and there's like fungus everywhere and stuff like that. You just get these really pretty shots of like light going through glass and reflecting off water and hitting sure. plumage and stuff like that. It just make it look fantastic. Yeah. It's so it's yeah. a game about. Uh, there has been uh it's essentially a zombie game but in a weird way where yeah, the, the the infection in this case is cordyceps which cordyceps how you pronounce it that's how you pronounce uh, fungus, something I think so, yeah. but it's essentially a fungus which exists as real based, thing based on a real fungus that affects, no, it, um, it is ant. a real fungus like it, yeah, no, exists, it, is, but, it is a real fungus that affects ants yeah it affects insects and stuff but it yeah. doesn't affect humans but basically takes over the creature's brain, gets them to high high spot, makes them climb to a high spot, and yep. then grows out of them, releasing yep. spores to infect more things. Yes. So the whole game is what would happen if that transferred to humans. humans. Yeah. So you get these, you get the kind of, some of the usual zombie mechanics in there where you get fast running ones, which are guys who have just been infected and are just yep. fucking crazy. 
Yep. You get the clickers, which are the guys where the fungus has grown out of their face, covering either covering been, or removing removing their eyes. One of the yeah, two. Yeah, they've been affected for a long time to where the the fungus has spread and taken over their yeah. head, basically. So they so they can't they can't see, but they echolocate like bats. Yeah, where they so can they, hear through noise. They they respond to noise. Yeah. So um, so yeah, and then you've got other creatures in there as well there's not there's not yeah. a huge variety of enemies no there's but... not but you don't really need it no exactly it's... so the, the the things that this game manages to do which i didn't think anything could really do anymore yeah is they make the clickers terrifying yeah those like, things are scary as hell like they're they're reasonably grotesque but they're not like like silent hell levels of grotesque they're just like that's a guy with a fungus growing yeah in it's still it's still humanoid but it's, it's something fact it's that, very wrong humanoid it's, yeah it's the, it's, it's the fact that f- from a pure gameplay perspective that is a if they get you it's a one hit kill yeah one which hit is, kill enemy which is not a thing that games do very often no they don't and I'm playing it on normal that's up there with the realms of like dark souls and things like yeah, that yeah like the fact that if this thing grabs you it is a one hit kill yeah. and it also it seems really weird, especially for a Naughty Dog game, because, like, Uncharted took your hand for quite a lot of it. It was like, yeah. as soon as you got to a bit where you're like, I don't know what to do, it was it told you exactly what to do. The first time you meet Infected in this game, it took me five or six times to get past that initial encounter. Yeah, because the first encounter with the, the Infected is a kind of... It's a really challenging area, because it's... They're kind of not like anything else that have been done in video games before, where it's it's, it's really hard to describe actually. Where it's you've got a mixture of enemies who are like some can see you, another one can't. But if the ones that can't see you hear you, you're basically dead. Yeah. And then it's it's this weird kind of mix of gameplay mechanics that that and it, it basically ends with you being completely terrified of the whole situation and oh, not yeah, really like, knowing what to do. It's because it's, it, it's it's a reasonably long game as well. Like I think yeah, I'm about long. ten or twelve hours in, and I'm not quite finished it yet. For that entire ten or twelve hours, like it's constantly tense. Yeah, like anytime it's, it's, it's some of the tensest games, the gameplay experiences I think I've ever had. Anytime you're not in a combat situation, anytime you're like not traveling or in a conversation or something like that, it is just super tense. Yeah, I, all the time, and it's it. It's exhausting. Like it, it it's, it's it's physically tiring to play. It takes me back it's, to the days. It takes me back to when I started playing through like Silent Hill two and three, yeah. where I could do maybe two hours of that game, and I'm like, right, I'm done. I need to walk away and do something else because it's going to make me go insane. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and especially like that initial encounter, you basically don't have anything. Like you have a no, gun with three bullets. Yeah, and, and even co- and even then, the bullets don't do anything to clickers. Like you need at least six bullets to kill a clicker. Yeah, or something yeah, exactly. Like that. Yeah, uh, well, how did I take? Oh yeah, because you've got melee weapons as well. Melee which... weapons too. and melee weapons which break, which is another thing I haven't yeah. seen since I think Dead Rising was the last game I played where weapons that break. Weapon degradation. No. Oh. and it's not even like a percentage thing that goes down. Like a, it's you, the bar. You, you get a two by four which has four hits. Yeah, and, to, and it takes no. Yeah, it takes it's four hits before it breaks, and a normal infected takes five hits to go down. Yeah, something like that. So you're like, the the whole thing is this. So anyway, so that initial, the fact that it does that initial encounter taking four or five goes, is amazing. Like it is a complete trial by fire. But once you leave that, you're like, okay, that's how this game's supposed to be done. As you say, yeah, you leave that encounter going, 
okay, this game's got its shit together, and yeah. you need to figure it out. You, you kind of understand how to deal with it now. Yeah, totally. It's, yeah. It's amazing. And the... I mean, it, it... Again, like, the later on you get in the game, you don't physically get more powerful, but you get, like, more weapons yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So you feel slightly more powerful, and you look at... I mean... Like, I'm doing situations now where if I'd seen, like, at the start of the game, it would just have been, like, I can't, this is not possible. Yeah, yeah, Like, I, I went through a section last night where there's literally, I think it was, like, six clickers, like, just, right. just roaming. Yeah. And that's the other thing, like, they don't, the clickers especially don't have, as far as I can tell, if they are, they're hiding it really well, but they don't have set uh, walk patterns. Like, they don't have patrol routes, basically. Yeah. Like they no, just, the, the, it's very dynamic. They just wander. Yeah. And the, their animations are very kind of it, out of place and they, they don't, they will, like, on a dime, just turn 180 degrees. It's, yeah, it's really kind of, it's another reason that makes them so terrifying is just this kind of, they appear from seemingly nowhere. Yeah. And they can move anywhere and stuff like that. But there are a couple of, there are a couple instances where I see the, I think the AI is just a, maybe a bit too smart where in real life, if I was hiding in a situation, like, it would be, or if I was hiding where I was hiding in real life, you would be completely undetectable, but a lot of the enemies seem to be drifting towards your direction ever so slightly, and they just keep doing that. Yeah, like, I can, like, und- I can understand that being, like, they would maybe, like, change the patrol routes to come next to you, but the really unfortunate thing is that if you're hiding, like, on a... It's changed the way you normally do the kind of sneak-up stuff, because normally, I mean, when I play these type of games, yeah, if there's a guy coming towards you, you're hiding... 90 degrees from them behind yep. the thing. But yep. the problem is that very quickly you discover that if they're coming up to something that looks like something somebody could be hiding behind it, they will tentatively look around that corner. Yeah. And it's a, there's a 50-50 chance they'll look the way you're looking. It's the, yeah, the, the, subtle, the subtle little animations of like, especially with the, the actual humans you fight, like non-infected, yeah. they'll like wander around the areas with their guns out, kind of like subtly just checking corners and stuff like that instead yeah. of just patrol routing. Which is really this kind of again it adds to the tension of like yeah. they could see me if they just turn their head slightly and all that so sort of stuff. If they if they go there and they turn around and see you, like your basically only option is just melee and then yeah. hope that they're far enough away from the the rest of the group that they don't hear you. Yeah. Or your whole plans is fucked. And again, yeah. this is this is another game where it's really, really good at if your stealth fucks up there's enough other options available to you. Can you can get out of it, yeah. You can either sprint and rehide, or you can stand and fight, or you can do a mixture of both. Or, yeah. Like, the section I'm on at the minute is, like, they basically just give you the entire floor of this building and drop 12 guys in it, and then yeah. just let you go. Like, here's the, here's the stairs you need to get to. Just get there however you want. And, it, it, and the other thing I really love about this game is that it takes the mechanics that you're used to and completely fucks with you on them. Yeah. Like, there's stuff where... You always expect in these type of games where you can get... You always expect that in any stealth game, probably since, like... I mean, the last big one that I can remember that did it was Deus Ex, the Human Revolution, where you can finish the whole game without being seen. Mm-hmm. Like, you expect to be able to do that. But there's yep. a section I came across where you're going through, like, a very, very narrow corridor to a room... And before you get to the end of that corridor, before you can go anywhere else, a guy bursts out of a door, sees you, and opens fire. Like, yeah. there's, there's no way you can escape from that. Like, you are going to be seen. 
so it forces you into that combat situation. And it, yeah. And again, like you can't take that many hits. Yeah, you can't. You're so you just you just have human. to you just have to you just have to get out of there and work out a way of doing this. It's a real it's a real kind of fight or flight game where you're you're either hiding or you're fighting. There's no kind of in between. And even even in, this... the, even in the combat, there's this great sense of desperation because yeah, like, all the it, time it really, you're on... it really it really feels like a kind of fight for survival. It's Total, this real yeah, kind completely. of raw animal kind of thing to it. Yeah, and all the moments of like incidental conversation while you're traveling and yeah, like it makes, getting, the, the relationship between Joel and Ellie becomes really, really strong. It's, it's amazing, like it's quite it's, quickly. Yeah, like no part of that so far have I ever seen a bit where you go that motion capture was a little bit off. Like no, the, the whole thing is flawless. It's all very well done. And, and it's, to say to say uh, Ellie is like. A little girl that you're traveling across country is to do her like a disservice. Oh yeah, she's you, very. You, she can handle herself. Yes, she can. She's handle very. Herself. She's very strong. She's very sharp wit, and she's quite brass about a lot oh, of yeah, yeah. life. Like you can tell, like it's very obvious as you're traveling because, like, she's always been. She was born during the outbreak. Yep. So she's. She has no idea what real life was before the outbreak. Yep. So. You will. She will see a picture of a plane and go what is that? Or does she'll say, like, is that, a, is that a plane? Yeah. And she talks about all this kind of stuff and, like, I've never seen a horse before. And eventually yeah. you see her with a horse. Um, but then, so she's... But then you get things, like, where she'll be interacting with one of, like, the, not the bit characters, but, like, the, th- the third characters and the story that you sure. meet every so often and she, like, swears at them and flips them the bird and stuff like that. She and swears like a... She oh, swears like a sailor constantly. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. It's so she's good. She's great. She's such a good character. Um, the pro- the only I mean the only thing I've seen so far that I don't particularly or the problem is when you have a game that says that kind of visually impressive yeah. and gameplay tense is that if anything's wrong it really stands out. Yeah, and um, I mean like you said, Ellie, you don't have to worry about. Again, she's like Elizabeth yeah. from Bioshock. You don't have to look after her like she will look after herself yep. apart from a couple of key moments where somebody will grab her and you've got to yeah, save her of course, and yeah. but the basically ellie and any of the other side characters that you're traveling with are essentially invisible to the yeah AI. i've seen this as well and it's so kind of, like there's a, a moment jarring. so there's a moment like incredibly tense moment where you and ellie are hiding behind a block or behind a cupboard or something there's a clicker walking towards you, and you're like, right, fuck, right, he's going to pass here, and I'm going to run around and jump. Ellie just gets up and just runs around the clicker, like, yep. in a circle, just spins around him, and yeah. then runs back to the thing, and you're like, that was really funny, but totally took me out of the experience for a it's, Yeah, bit. it's just kind of... Like, if that was anything else... It's, it's think, a weird thing that you see and go, yeah, I know why you did it, but it's yeah. still kind or, of... like, it would be so much more annoying, and so much if more difficult to get right, other people, yeah. yeah, if they reacted to those... Because the amount of times where, like, there have been like bad guys coming towards you, and the guy Ellie or one of your side characters will just run across them to go to another bit of cover, and you're like, they could not have not seen you there, but yeah. it makes a lot more sense that they've yeah. done it that way. Um, but yeah, like it's 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 the little touches in it is the thing I love. Like the 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 first the moment I realised how much detail was in this is when like when you start properly travelling with Ellie, and so like there's no snap to cover like you just crouch and as yes. you go to cover you'll put his hand on it as if to like he's crouching behind it and like when you pull out your gun you'll automatically pop over the top and all this kind of stuff but if you're pressed against the block 
um, and Ellie is further down, pressed against the same block. If you travel down that block towards her, mm. like the animation that Joel does is like he'll move out from the block and put his arm around Ellie. Yeah, I've seen that as well. So there's, the, yeah. there's these fantastic moments where you're crouching as there's guys coming towards you, and Joel's got his arm around Ellie, and she's there with her like every part of it just looks like a movie poster. Yeah, like it's it's so well done. It's yeah. incredible. The attention it's very, to detail. It's a very well made video game. And the, the, the amount of stuff in there as well that is intricately detailed, but you can totally walk by. Yeah. Like, there's villages and houses and all this kind of stuff where if you just walk down the main street in, like, mainline, you will miss all of this stuff. Yeah. And it, there's, like, there's notes, there's recordings, there's... Yeah. Supplies like, that you can use supplies. to make stuff. There's, and... like, environmental stories where you'll yeah. crack open the lock on a door and there'll be, like, like a child's cot with a toy in it. Um, yeah. And like an open window where somebody's obviously jumped out it, and a, like a blood trail going out. But like there's a little story that happened in that room that you yeah. totally miss, and it's just there, up for for you to watch. Um, it's just it's a completely amazing game, and I'm I'm really interested at this point to see how they wrap it up because the way the story is going right now, I'm not sure how it's going to go. And also, like, if you need any more reassurances that video games have not desensitized you to violence you should play that oh, game because yeah. that game is brutal like there's a lot of brutal stuff that happens it is game. so have you have you met the the big guys yet like the bloaters yes the bloaters yeah. have you ever been caught by one of them before no right next time you see one of them intentionally get grabbed by them like you know they run at you at some point yeah sure get grabbed by them because that is oh, one God. of the most horrific um death anime like as somebody who's played... Is it, is it instant death? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's like a clicker grab. But sure. as somebody who's played all three of the Dead Spaces, yeah. this is the worst death okay. animation I've ever seen. I'll give it a shot next time. It's it. just... Oh. And it's... Yeah. And, and it, again, the style of the game is very... The, the fact that there's no... It's all hard cuts. Like, between moving between scenes, moving between cutscenes. Like, it's, there's no fade black like it's all just yeah. bam 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 you're just like there the whole, yeah. everything just goes um yeah i mean it's just if if you have a ps3 it just needs to be bought you, you need to play it it's um, important it, even if you don't even if stealth games have put you off it's not it doesn't have to be a stealth game oh yeah you can go um, through that guns blazing well well you can start a stealth you can, you, can, you can start a stealth and if it goes wrong then okay. you can open up and yeah. there's various ways you can do it um, have you played any of the multiplayer yet? No, not yet. The multiplayer is surprisingly fun. Sure. It's, I, I it would is... Uncharted had good multiplayer too. I sure, but it. this is... So Uncharted was like... I mean, I don't... Uncharted was very kind of arcade and It was like a third-person quake almost. Like it was... Yeah, kind of. So this is Counter-Strike. Oh, really? Basically. Like, it's two-hit kills. It's... There's, there's a mode where there's like... If you die, you're out for the rest of the round. There's all that kind of stuff. And it's, your loadouts are simple, you get, it's very much like the real game where you start with 12 bullets. Oh, great. It's, in, when you're playing with actual other people, it's still incredibly tense. It's well worth trying, actually, when you get around to it. Um, but the whole multiplayer is built around this weird kind of meta game where you're not just like leveling up your character and doing unlocks and getting perks and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Basically, you're the leader of a group of survivors and the more multiplayer game play the more multiplayer games you get you get supplies for your camp to keep people alive 
Um, oh yeah, so, I heard about this. It seems like a really cool kind of mechanic. Yeah, I, I haven't quite worked out why it's there yet. Like, it still seems really early days in it. Yeah. Um, but basically, like, when you start the multiplayer, you say, which side are you? You can either be the Fireflies, who are like the resistance group in it. Yeah. You could be the Hunters, who are just like survivors, who are just yeah, for themselves. Yeah. And you choose a team, and that team stays with you. Um, and it's, you, you choose a team, and then the, the thing comes up and says, this team choice will stay with you until your group dies. And it's yeah. like, what, what the fuck does that mean? But basically, like, you have a group of five survivors at the start, and it's not like actual people. It's just like, there's a number that says you have yeah. five survivors. Um, so you have to keep that group alive. And on the, the kind of screen before you go into the lobbies and stuff, there's like, to survive the next week, you need seven supplies or some number of this yeah. generic supply number. And if you don't meet that number in your next multiplayer game, survivors start getting sick and dying. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so you're stuck in that, te- in that, but, that team until either you run out of survivors or you escape. And there's I like, was going to say, to what end? Like, so I, don't... It, the, I don't know if it's the official title of the multiplayer or not, but when you start a multiplayer game, it comes up with this thing that says 12 weeks. Right. And it's basically, you have to survive for 12 weeks. And every multiplayer game is a day in those weeks. Okay, sure. I think. And this is all based on like the five or six games I've played so far. Okay. But, um, so the further on, but the, the disadvantage of that is, the further on in the multiplayer games you get, the better you do, you end up recruiting more survivors, needing more supplies to feed those survivors. Ah, uh, okay. So it becomes this weird thing. So I'm, I, once I finish the game, I'm, I'm going right back into it. Yeah, sounds pretty cool. It's the first time like since Counter-Strike, something like that, yeah, I've got that level of tension in a multiplayer game. That's pretty cool. The, Again, weird, the weird, bizarre bit about the whole thing is... So it has again a lot of games have been doing this recently, and every time I come on, I just it comes on, I just sigh. But you log into the multiplayer, and it says, "Would you like to connect the multiplayer to Facebook?" And I'm like, "Oh fuck!" No. Like this is another stupid fucking thing. Yeah. And it comes up and says, "Like, put in your username and password. This game will not post anything to your wall or your friend's wall." And I'm like, "Okay, okay, fair enough." So I signed up to it, gave him my username and password, and then go on. And all it seems to do is the survivors that you recruit are all your friends. Oh, no. Oh, and no. it uses their profile pictures, like, oh, on the screen. Oh, the XCOM thing again. Yeah. So, like, oh. basically, like, so it will come on and it'll say, Steve is away getting water, and Dave has broken his leg. And it's like, <laughs> so it's, it uses their actual names oh, and no. their way doing jobs. I don't know if that's going to affect anything else, like, but... It's just this really completely bizarre that pointless like edition, people, which is kind of cool. That's like people. This sounds like people who played XCOM and went, "We really care when like our friends die. Yeah, we should try and do that." It was it. It was one of these weird conclu- conclusions where I just laughed and went, "That's all right. Yeah, fair enough. That's okay." Um. So yeah. So I'm gonna go back in and play a lot. Of yeah, it sounds that's good. Really good. Yeah. Um. I haven't really played anything else as far as I can think. No, um, me neither. It's really just been that. Um, I still have to finish Dead Space, so once I finish Last of Us, well, I can go back don't... to that. Um, if you don't, if you don't like the sound of all the the grim, dark horribleness of Last of Us, just play Animal Crossing. It's so nice. <laughs> you are getting me very close to buying a 3DS. To be fair, although I know, it's the, so fact nice, that, the fact that I've now pre-ordered a, a PS4, it's just so I lovely. Probably, I know. Um, yeah, so I think that's all the games. So I, I think. think... So, so we've yeah. already been running for quite a while, but I think we can't really leave without talking about the Xbox stuff. 
More like Xbox 180, am oh, I right, guys? Fuck, fuck. Uh, don't, don't even. That was, that was, that was ridiculous the first time I heard it. But, um, so we're recording this on Thursday. We are. So last yes. night. Yes. Um, basically, this announcement came out of nowhere that yes. the that Microsoft are completely reversing all of their DRM policies for the Xbox One. What? Which you be- mean that thing that they spent weeks about trying to explain to people what it was, and now they've done a complete 180, almost mean- almost seeming like their entire development procedure is on shit. <laughs> yeah. So, so to so to be entirely clear, the things they've removed are it doesn't need to do a 24 hour check in every yep. 24 hours, and you don't need to be online to play disc based games. Yeah. That is really the two big things. Very much, yeah. And the things you lose because of this this change is that the family sharing thing, which is basically you link your account to te- up to ten other accounts, and you can and you can and those other ten people can play your games, either disc based or digital based. Yeah. They can play those games. That's gone. Mm-hmm. And the other thing you can't do is you can't play your disc based games without the disc on somebody else's Xbox. Without the disc. Without the disc. Right, okay. Because okay. because you still need the disc. Sure. So and also with the space games you need to have the disc in the drive to play. Yeah. But they're the they're the they're the side. So they're, so they're doing what they do basically now with the three. It's, it's basically yeah, it's basically now. Yeah. Um it's exactly the same. And it's exactly the same as what PS4 is doing. It's PS4 is doing, yeah. So there's two parts to this. There's the timing of it is yeah. bizarre. Like after the after the backlash from the moment the console was announced about all this stuff. Yeah. I kind of thought there's a chance they might go back in all this. Yeah. So, I so think, right, right back I don't, the th- I don't think I don't think it was a snap decision that happened straight after E3 like everybody thinks it is. Because they, I don't think they went, shit, Sony got a lot of uh, good press by doing all this stuff. Maybe we should do it too. I think it was like they announced that the internet exploded and they went, right, Maybe we should rethink this, and then. So, so you think it's been in the it. you think it's been in the works since the announcement? I think yeah, maybe I'm not a hundred percent sure, but, but I think maybe I. But then, but then journey but, three, journey three, I expected them to keep running, so it's I really don't know anymore. But you see, that's the thing. Like if they if this if these plans had been going or had been in the works since the announcement of the console, yeah, why do you not? Do that E3. Can you imagine if they turned around, like, before, because they were first, before the Sony conference, yep. if they had turned around and said, all that stuff we said before, ignore that. That's not yeah. happening. Um, we're actually doing this thing now. They, and combined with the games that they showed and the rest of the features of the console, minus TV, yep. that would have been a really cool press conference. That would have been a great press conference, yeah. Um, so... All I can possibly think of is the fact that the their first meeting after E3 was on Monday morning, and they yeah. went back and went, guys, shit's gone bad. <laughs> like, yeah. But you would you would you would think that yeah with the timing it would be... because like if because even if they'd come out of E3 going that was pretty bad, we might need to rethink this. If they'd done it two or three months down the line, that makes a little more sense to me. Yeah, like, they have they have time to think about it. They can wait up. They can. Properly, see, and the they, thing, can, the th- they can ask their engineers, like, is this possible? Yeah, the All thing that, that speak, the thing that speaks to that idea of it being a kind of slightly hasty decision is that for 
all this stuff, all, all the DRM stuff to be reverted has to happen through a day one patch. So they clarified that today where, okay, again... Is that is, true? Is it... So again, so it is... So again, this is all from PR, so God yeah. knows if it's true or not. Okay. But they were saying that regardless of what was going to happen, there would be a day one patch. Okay. Because... You need an internet connection to use it anyway. Before, so a day yeah. one patch isn't gonna be that much. Yeah, the only, Plus, the only time the only time it needs to be connected is during initial setup. That's yes. what they said. Yeah. So and also like it gives them the opportunity that they can start manufacturing consoles now and continue to work on the operating system and stuff like that right yeah. up till launch with that extra patch. That's I mean that's why they're doing it. So the fact there was already gonna be a patch means they're just rolling this extra stuff into it. The thing I'm really interested about is their because there have been quotes that have been dug up, dug up, this was four weeks ago when the announcement yeah. happened, saying, like, when people were asking, like, is this DRM stuff, or all this on, always on 24-hour stuff, is this something that can be reversed? And there are quotes from high-up Microsoft executives going, this cannot be reversed. This is baked into the console. The whole console is built around this stuff. Yeah. We cannot go back on this. So for <laughs> them to come out of E3... Which would have been an ideal place to send that message if they were yep. trying to do it three days after the next week of e- the week after E3 to suddenly go we're reversing all our policies. It's just crazy. It's it depends how cynical you want to be with this stuff. Maybe there are people who are saying this was Microsoft's plan all along. There was a term for it that people kept using. I can't remember what it was. Where they basically go, we're doing this really really evil thing, and then. Because it allows them the ability three months, four months down the line to go. We've decided we're doing to it listen. for you guys. Yeah, yeah, like it lets them do that. Yeah. That's me being exceptionally cynical. Don't know if that's that. Yeah, that's, it seems a bit much to me. I think that, that seems I, a bit implausible. I would basically believe that they came back after E3. The heads of Microsoft went, "Guys, our pre-order numbers are not looking great compared yeah. to the PS4. Why is that?" Don Matrick like, turned Why is that? Says, People are talking more about Sony. Let's do yeah. what they did. And I like it would not surprise me at any point if the engineering team for Xbox found out about that at the same time as the rest of the internet did, because what, that the fact that they're reverting it. Yeah, yeah, like, maybe. Working, believe me, working on a software engineering team with yeah. higher levels of management above me, that happens all the fucking time. Well, it's just you like, get told something, you're like, I don't know like, that. Yeah, um, like, you will hear from somebody else through something else that this entire thing that you're working on is actually now this thing. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I, I feel like it, that can't be true because I should have heard something by now. Yeah. So, and also the fact that this, I mean, these conversations were obviously happening higher up during E3. Sure. But even a yeah. week is probably not enough time to go and do a proper analysis of the situation. Yeah. And go, can we actually do this? Let's grab some engineers and talk about this. Is there a way we can reverse this? How much work are we going to lose? How much time is it going to take? It's just not enough time, really. Yeah, sure. Considering they were going out during E3... I I guess I would kind of revert to your professional knowledge on kind of how software engineering works yeah like and i'd be like is a week is a week enough time to be able to do something like that not on the, not on the scale they're talking about like yeah. this is they're basically gonna have to throw out most of their back-end infrastructure or that's what it sounds like yeah or or patch around it or yeah do these weird but basically like can you imagine can you imagine on a, on a slight tangent like if if the patch is the thing that is reverting drm 
the the fucking workarounds that that thing's got to go through. Yeah, and, like, the, and therefore by consequence, how unstable that thing's going to be. Yeah, like this is the first that the, again doing what I do. That's one of the first things I thought about. Where if you have a if you have a system that is being Microsoft, I am assuming is well solidly robustly designed like that yeah. to do a specific thing with a specific set of requirements for you to turn around on a dime and go we need to make it do this entirely opposite thing or it yeah. needs to do none of that anymore there are it's massive there, do the opposite there are massive sections of that that they're basically a piling wallpaper now and i mean yeah. we're we're still like this is what june so july august september october five months away from yeah. launch they could do something but for a back end that's probably been in development for two three years that's still a pretty big turnaround it's yeah. just the i i don't know like there's we will again we will probably never know this story yeah until we're 20 30 years down the line and somebody yeah. writes a book about it like because and it's it, it's yeah, also it's one of those one it's day. also one of those wonderful moments where oh the book the book's called the expose oh <laughs> oh it's the best See if, we're st- see if we're still doing this shit in 20 and 30 years. Can we go write that book? <laughs> what, the expose? <laughs> Just purely so we could use that title. Yeah. Um, I'm full of good ideas. So we... Uh, what the hell was I saying? I, um, I threw you yeah, off with my Yeah, so the, the... I mean, basically, yeah, the whole infrastructure is just... It's going to be yeah. a complete... Mess. Yeah, I don't... I, yeah, like I would, I would genuinely hate to be an Xbox engineer right now on the back sure. end because you're just <laughs> I'll, I'll make sense. you're you're upturning your whole thing, and it's just I I don't think it's enough time, and just yeah. the, the the timing of the whole issue leads me to believe that it was purely reactionary, and to be yeah. and I mean to be fair, they on the official Xbox release thing that they did on the website, um, they said this is down to your feedback, and it was like it was a if you actually have you read the actual official one? I've not read the official like statement. So it's it's a wonderful bit of PR spinnery. I was going to say it must be full of like little. Oh, it's it's all like we value our customers and we're listening to yeah. all the things that you're saying and and all this kind of stuff. It's just it's a total fucking reactionary move. Yeah. Like I if can't... you look at, if you if you look at it with knowledgeable eyes, you look at it and go, that is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, completely. And the, yeah. the other thing that I I really liked about the story was like we have. We have zero media connections. We're doing this for fun. We know yeah. as much as the next person in the street could possibly find, right? Sure. Yeah. So we found out about this last night, and we mm-hmm. both went, "Fuck, this is big," and this yeah. came out of fucking nowhere, and this is crazy. And then you, you, you like, so this is like again, this is all American time. So this happened like nine, ten o'clock at night, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, our time. And then yeah. you read the media the next morning, and the media's going, "Fuck, this is big. This yeah. is crazy." Like they already have the exact same reaction as we are. So. It's not like it's like, we it's like met... it's th- things where like Xbox.com went got taken down. By... It, no, it, it crashed. It crashed. Yeah, that's what <laughs> it, I meant. It, it crashed by service. Yeah, it, was... it five hundred three all over the place. Yeah. Like it was just it, it couldn't handle the load on it. It was just yeah, it was just a complete mental move, and I I can't see it. So I mean, the question really is like, in your opinion, do you think Microsoft will come out better or worse for this move? I think. Well, I think Microsoft consumers have got a better deal, obviously, oh, because like, they get... This is one of the few moments where massive things like this happen, and it's good for consumers. Yeah. Like, this is one it's, of the few times I've ever seen very good, It's very good for the consumers. Xbox themselves, I think this situation looks makes them look real shady. Like, really shady. Where it's like, 
I, I get, yeah, it just makes it, it makes them, while they were, while they came out of E3 on the back foot, this makes them look like they're trying to get ahead again with, like, roller skates, but all that's happened <laughs> is they got on the roller skates and then fell off, because it's like, oh, we're gonna do it, shit, people noticed, and then fell over. It so, was, yeah, yeah, I mean, so, like, from our perspective, I... From our perspective, like as somebody, as people who were watching all this happen, yeah. unfold at E3 and all this kind of stuff, yeah, yeah it looks really fucking weird it because does. of all the messaging they were doing like, and yeah, this when complete. They, when, they spent, when they spent, was it a, when went when did they get announced? Was it a month before E3 or something two, like that? Two weeks before. Two weeks spending two weeks before E3, a week after your reveal event and the week of E3, trying to explain your system architecture and how it's going to work to the population at large. Like and, I heard and it, feeling I heard well. it on I heard it on uh, British Radio One at my work. Uh, the like the, the like three o'clock news of someone trying to explain how the new Xbox worked, like how oh, yeah. the DRM worked, and not doing it particularly well. Yeah. So they weren't communicating the message a hundred percent. And then today, hearing the same newscaster come out and say. Microsoft have got a complete 180, guys. I go, what? It's like... Yeah. It's a good move for consumers right now. I don't particularly think it makes Microsoft look particularly great right now. It doesn't make them that good. It, no. is it, I think it's a really short... What's the phrase? A Ferric victory? Peric. What? A Peric victory? Where... Is that a word? It's a word. P-H-Y-R-R-C or something like that. I-R. P-H-I... Peric victory. It, it basically means that it's a victory where the, your losses are are higher than the enemies, but you still win. A victory with such devastating cost that it carries the implication that another such victory will ultimately lead to defeat. What? Yeah. It, it's basically that, yes, you won, but you it cost you a lot to win. Sure, okay. Fair so enough. So I, I think Microsoft have done a bit of damage to their, their policies now. Yeah. Because that's the thing, where if you turn around and go... Fantastic! They reversed all the DRM policies. Is there any like on a dime, in yeah. no space time at all? Yeah. What is to stop them two or Do three months again. after the, two or three months after the console release to go and we're turning this back on again? Yeah. Like I don't. Not only is that a real dick move, I don't know if they can actually do that because then we start getting into real legal terms. Like is, I think that's legally bait and switch in the US. <laughs> like you no like. Seriously, it's that like, legal precedent. Is no, because legal precedent. People were suing Sony when they took out Linux from the PS3 because because it was a feature that was advertised on the box, which was then removed oh, later sure. without their okay. consent. I mean, yeah. That is that. I think that's a definite. I could be totally making that up, but I think there's legal precedent for that. Okay, sure. So I don't think they can legally do it, but at this point, fucking who knows what they could do next? So I mean, the, the real. We should probably stop talking about this. But, the, the, I mean, the thing I thought... What I thought would happen is the only thing they would budge on, which is the smartest thing they could have budged on, was that disc-based games don't need to go online. Yes. That would be that would have been enough, I think, to calm a lot of people down. Like, mm-hmm. do the 24-hour checks for, the, for digital stuff. Um... Do all of that stuff. If you need an internet connection, fine. But you're only going to need an internet connection if you're going to download games. So yeah. You need, so that all works. But you just need to be able to put a disc in and play that game. And yeah. if you're connected to the internet and you don't need the disc in it, disc in to play that, 
that's totally awesome. But if you are offline, you need the disc in to play. That makes everyone happy. And yeah. you still get to be able to do some of the cool stuff that you wanted to do. Yeah. This seems like they've gone too far. Almost. Yeah. Like, it seems like they've gone... It seems like they've panicked, is what I'm saying. It seems like they've really gone, fuck, they've this is all bad. It's gone. Yeah. yeah. They think all of this is bad. We'll pull the whole thing back. Um, and I understand... It's, it's really weird, like, if you look at, like, the internet in inverted commas as this massive mob rule thing. The internet connective. Basically... Microsoft announces DRM, internet explodes. Microsoft announces they're removing DRM, internet explodes. Like, yeah. it's, there's, there's, there's a no-win situation on this. But um, yeah. it's a good, it is a good move for consumers, but it has yes. given me zero faith, any more faith anyway, in Microsoft. This so, is true. Yeah. And to, and to be fair, fair to be fair, Sony have done this shit before as well. So kind of, yeah. We'll see. I mean, the thing is that it's now it's now a race again. Yes. <laughs> again yeah at the end of the day at least we now get a good fight which there's, is yeah, there's gonna be a fight on their hands which like, is good everybody enjoys they, a good they, fight they, are, they don't need to fight over me I've chosen my side and I'm happy with that oh yeah like okay. unless something terrible happens between now and launch for Sony like yeah. they suddenly turn around and go to unlock your console you need to sacrifice a goat like that it needs to be that kind of level of shit for me yeah, to sure. turn around and cancel that, that that's period. fair enough um at least with the so, yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fascinating to watch, and yeah. it makes for great material for podcasts. So it does. <laughs> so it keeps us keeps us in business. Keeps us in business and entertained. Exactly. Um, so we should wrap this up. Uh, yeah, we we've been going for a while now. You are going to continue to play Animal Crossing for the rest of your life. I pretty much am. I can write a review of it if you want. I yeah. I think I think we should probably write a review I'll, of I'll that. Do, I'll do I'll do that instead of Dragon's Dogma because that's not going to get finished anytime soon. Yeah. I'll do, I will I will do Dragon Dogma. I promise. Yeah, I, I just not gonna get to it anytime soon. Sure. So I'll do Animal Crossing so I can get that done for a quick. Um, if you fancy doing your Animal Crossing review in small images that you've drawn in Animal Crossing, Man. that would be awesome. <laughs> can I do it? Can I do it based on a series of interpretive tunes that I've used as a town tune maker? Is there any way to pull screenshots of 3DS? Uh, yeah. You can oh. take um if you if you push especially in Animal Crossing they make it really easy. If okay. you push the two shoulder buttons down, you instantly take a picture that gets sent to an SD card. Okay, that review better have some pictures of your town and the crazy Absolutely. and your hats and all of that shit. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so you keep playing that. Yep. And um, will do. Next podcast, you will have literally two minutes to update us on your situation in Animal Crossing, oh, man, and that is two? all we are talking about. Christ. I want to know any new fruit. I want to know special events. And I want to know what oh, hat you're and what hat you're currently wearing. <laughs> Save it for next time. Oh, next time. Okay. Um, but you get two minutes to update us. That's it. We're not talking about anywhere I'm crossing. Yeah. Okay. Um, I look think I'm about to finish Last of Us, so then I should start writing the review for that. Yep, yep. I don't think it's going to take long. I think I have all the things I need to be able to write that I review. Think, yeah, it seems like a the kind of thing you can do a good review on. I want I want to see what the ending is. Uh, how the ending treats it and I want to spend oh, yeah, some more sure. time in the multiplayer because okay. I think the multiplayer could be something that I can continue playing for quite a while. Okay. Um, have they Jeez. confirmed any DLC for that game? I don't want to confirm anything but you could probably assume there will be. Yeah, maybe. Like, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah. So yeah, so I'll play that for more and then start working on a review for that. What's the next big game? Uh, who fucking knows? I don't know. July is uh, kind of bare. August has got Central Four. Oh yeah, Central Four. I forgot that soon. That's August. Um, 
Don't know what's in July. Don't think there's much there. Like Company Heroes 2, if that interests anybody. Uh, Not me. Oh, Project X Zone is at the end of the month. What's that? That's the the stupid Capcom crossover tactics game. Oh yeah, that mental trailer that, that you showed me. Thing that I should now play because I've got a 3DS. Was that a 3DS? I thought that was a Wii, a Wii U no, game. No, it's a 3DS. Oh, okay. Yeah, I want to know what you make of that. Yeah, um, I'll be really honestly. interested in that game if it's actually good. Yeah, totally. Um, I'll also need to play that. I'll need to try the 3DS at some point. I haven't really tried oh, it yeah. very much. Next time I'm down. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's us. So... <laughs> You started it, so you can finish it. Okay, can we can we just end it with like the puzzle shot, the puzzle swap music? <laughs> Is that so? If you if we take like a clean recording of that music, and then I'll just oh, yeah, that can, for like recording of it, twenty thirty minutes, right? Okay, there you go. That's fine. Okay, um, right. No, no, so, no, no. Like do it now. Like what the puzzle swap thing? No, oh, no, I'm sorry. Gonna... I thought you meant I, I want to hear the the your um My village tension. theme. Yeah, I want to okay. hear that again. Okay, that okay, was, I can that was brilliant. Sure. Uh, have you got it there? <laughs> Fantastic! It's the oh, best! And at that point, we're gonna end this fucking thing. <laughs> okay. I need to go play more Animal Crossing anyway. Uh, Ted, good luck with your fruit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bye, guys. See you later.